Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome in to Best on the Board, presented by BetMGM. Today, it is Tuesday, March 29th. We are taking a look at the NHL slate on this episode of Best on the Board. Joining me to do that are Kevin Kurz. Kevin, what's going on? Not much, Michael. How you doing? I am doing well, ready to talk through this NHL slate, finding our best bets for the day. Also with us, Dom Luschishin. Dom, thanks for being here again, bringing these best bets. What's going on? Not too much. It's uh, going good. Yeah, going good, going good. Maybe we turned it around a tiny bit from last week. We had a two and three combined week a week ago, one and two from Dom, one and one from Kevin. So, well, let's attack this. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine game NHL slate on this Tuesday night. Let's just jump right in, guys. No messing around. Let's jump right into the games. Let's start off with Colorado at Calgary. Colorado minus 105 in this matchup as of 9.30 a.m. Eastern time when we are recording this. And Calgary minus 115. The odds coming to us from BetMGM. Dom, why don't you take this one away first? How are you breaking down this matchup? I have the smallest of edges on the Flames. I have them priced around minus 120, so it's tight, but on a marquee game like this, why not have some action? I think I lean towards the home team. If Colorado was fully healthy, I can see the argument for them uh, on the road, but they are still missing Landis Cog. Their defense is still missing Sam Gerrard and Bowen Byram, and that means a lot of minutes for Jack Johnson and Curtis McDermott, unfortunately, and that puts a bit of a, I guess, a stain on how just how good that team can be. And it's still an even matchup, and that's how good the rest of the team is. But I am a bit fearful of that bottom four on defense. I think Calgary, the way they're playing, can uh, can get the win here. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I, I tended to, to think that maybe Colorado, I, I would be lean, leaning Colorado on this originally, but... The Flames coming off that that win against Edmonton, I, I thought maybe they're due for a letdown game, but it was not that long ago that they got smoked by Colorado 3 nothing uh, on March 13th. So I feel like that's probably going to be fresh in their minds. And again, like Dom said, I agree with them. I think the Flames being at home is going to be a, a huge advantage for them. 21-6-6 six six at home. Um, you know, the Avs are coming off, off of a loss. I, I also feel like Calgary is... There's a little bit of separation in the standings, but you know Colorado's the more comfortable team at the moment. So I like the Flames. I think they're going to build off of that uh, big win they had over Edmonton uh, a couple days ago. And uh, yeah, it should be a heck of a hockey game. I think we can both agree on that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. these are the two top teams in the Western Conference. I tend to think the Flames. Uh, I would give them an edge in a seven-game playoff series at the moment, but. Um, you know, Colorado obviously has been the best team in the league for most of the season and should be a heck of a game. But I, I agree with Dom. I'm, I would lean flames on this one. All right, guys, game two for us on today's episode of Best on the Board uh, is the Islanders at the Blue Jackets. Uh, Kevin, obviously very close to this Islanders team as our Isles beat writer at The Athletic. Islanders favorites in this one, minus 145. Blue Jackets, the home team, at plus 120. Actually, Ke- Kevin, are you in Columbus right now? Are we I talking to you not, from Columbus? No, I skipped the big Islanders-Columbus late-season <laughs> matchup. <laughs> that wasn't quite worth the uh, – we talk about value here. That wasn't quite uh-huh. worth the value to, to go to Columbus. 
Columbus for <laughs> not, a couple nights. Um, <laughs> not quite doing it, but uh, no. but yeah, but you, you're the expert on the Isles. Uh, what are you thinking for this matchup? Yeah, you know, they had been playing really well until this weekend when they got spanked pretty good by Boston and Tampa Bay. They're just not good enough to skate with those, those teams. They're not fast enough on the back end, and they got exposed. But playing against Columbus is a matchup that, probably favors them and you know they didn't meet that long ago it was March 10th 6 nothing. it was the Islanders most lopsided win of the season uh, and they beat him in New York but as a friendly commenter pointed out on my last piece in the athletic the Islanders are 22 6 and 7 against non-playoff teams and I did check that and most of their success prior to this weekend was against non-playoff teams like Columbus and included that game on March 10th so uh, I do think the Islanders are going to rebound here after a couple losses. They're still playing much, much better than they did you know, early in the season and even in the middle of the season. The only thing to monitor here, I think, is the goaltender, Ilya Sorokin. Uh, we don't think is going to play this game. He took a shot up high in the last game, so it's probably Semyon Varlamov. But Varlamov's been just fine, and I do expect the Islanders to rebound tonight, and, and I think they're a pretty good bet. Yeah, uh, I think Sorokin has obviously played a lot better than Varlamov. Varlamov has a decent enough track record over the past few years that I can still trust him in net. Columbus, I don't trust them at all, and that's the main reason for my bet. They are one of the worst 5-on-5 teams in the league. They get routinely outchanced, and they are likely going to be without Zach Wierenski tonight, and that defense without him just looks not great, to be honest, and... Even if you look at the standings where Columbus is ahead of the Islanders by four points with two extra games, I think the more telling stat is their goal differential, where the Islanders are really close to even, are probably a bit unlucky this season to have the record they do, while Columbus is at minus 30 and should be probably a lot lower in the standings than they are. I I, I still don't understand how Columbus has played as well as they have all season, but I will take almost any opportunity to fade them down the stretch and the Islanders have been playing well enough of late that I, I like them in the spot here. All right, guys, a couple more games that we are going to talk about here. Let's start off with the uh, Bruins and the Maple Leafs. Bruins minus 135 favorites at home. Maple Leafs plus 110. Kevin, this was a game you brought to our attention, so why don't you take this one away first? What are you thinking for this matchup? Yeah, I mean, the Bruins are just rolling right now. 14-2-1 in their last 17 games. I saw them firsthand smoke the Islanders on Saturday. And the stat that stood out in that game was the 5-on-5 shot attempts, 69-29. to in favor of the Bruins. Uh, they, they really took it to New York over the final two periods, especially. Uh, so I know the line might not be great on this one because Toronto's still a playoff team, but I, I just love Boston right now. And, and I really feel like the most under the radar ad, or maybe the, ad, maybe the trade deadline acquisition that didn't get enough attention was Hampus Lindholm going to Boston. And this is a guy that, that maybe the casual fans, especially back East, don't really know much about. But uh, he was just outstanding in Anaheim for so many years. And he, he might not be the flashiest guy, but he's just a steady, responsible, good first pass, can play a little physical when he needs to. And I can see why he was attractive to Boston. Um, and now they've got him paired with Charlie McAvoy. And that's just an outstanding D pair. And, you know, this game in Boston, obviously, I think that's the pair that'll probably see the most of the Austin Matthews line. Um, and I just, again, I like the way Boston's playing right now. 
I, I think it was Taylor Hall who said after the Islanders game, we just go into every game thinking that we're going to win, and it's a great feeling to have. So in a rivalry game like this, and just considering how they're playing, uh, I do like Boston to come out on, on top in this one. Yeah, I lean towards Boston here. I'm closer to them than I am on Toronto. That's mostly because Peter Mrazek is starting, and I don't think he's very good. And that <laughs> goaltending mismatch on top of the way Boston's playing, I think I would lean that way. It's the the price that I'm not really on a, a I'm, I, I just can't get there right now. I'm at minus 129 for Boston. So if it was a little lower, I can see a play for Boston. But right now, I have no action on that game. But I think have made a couple of great points. Uh, Lindholm, he was once a very elite defenseman, I think. He's had been asked to, to do a bit too much in Anaheim over the last few years. And his numbers have... I guess swoon because of that, but his first two games in Boston, he has a 79% expected goals rate. So for every four chances Boston gets, the other team gets one. And that's been an unreal deal with Charlie McAvoy so far. And I think Toronto will have a tough time with them and obviously Boston's top line as well. But at the same time, as well as Boston has been doing and outchancing other teams over the last little bit, Toronto has been right there with him. They just haven't had the goaltending to match. Over the last month, the Bruins have a 61% expected goals rate. They are first in the league, but Toronto is third at 60%. So I think it'll be a marquee matchup in line with, maybe not quite in line with Colorado and Calgary, but it'll be one of the games to watch for sure tonight. And I I can see the argument for Boston. I'm just not quite there. What would get you there, Dom? As I said earlier, it's 9.30 Eastern Time. Actually, now that now that we're a couple minutes later in the episode, it's like 9.45 a.m. Eastern Time that we are sitting here talking about this. So certainly possible the line moves by time people are out there listening to this. What would it have to get to for you to actually want to fire on Boston? I think if it got down to like minus 125, minus 120 area, I would mm-hmm. definitely consider Boston. But I I can't see it. Getting there hasn't really moved in the morning too much. There'd probably have to be like some late Toronto random injury to get there. And I've, I haven't seen the line move as much at all. And I, I don't think it'll it'll get there with the way Boston's playing. I think the market, the way it's working right now, it's focusing in a lot on recent games. And Boston has been really hot, as Kevin has said. And I, I would expect it to move towards Boston more than the other way. All right, guys, let's wrap things up here with one more game. Panthers and Canadians, not a surprise. Panthers, monster favorites on the money line, minus 400. Canadians, plus 310. Dom, you've got to play for us, however, on the goal line in this game. What are you looking at? Yeah, uh, I I don't like taking minus 2.5 spreads, but I will take minus 1.5. I think it's around minus 155. And I, the way I usually play this is if there's any edge on a team with this high of a money line i'll just play the spread instead and the line's minus 400 so i'm around minus 434 for the panthers i i think the canadians are a different team under martin st louis but right now they're playing without jeff petrie and that defense core is just looking a little bleak and florida should get anton lundell back tonight their top nine with him in is absolutely ridiculous and I think they take care of business there I think last week they played Montreal and they won by exactly one so that was a a tough one if you were on the puck line that night but I think they take care of business tonight instead yeah you know and and maybe in a somewhat similar line of thinking uh 
the over. I, I might I might lean towards the over here. Six point mm-hmm. five. The Panthers are obviously the Panthers. They're, they're still rolling along. They'll start, they're still scoring a ton. But as as Dom mentioned, uh, Montreal has been a much better team since Martin St. Louis took over, and they're averaging three point two four goals per game since then. I, I believe it was February tenth he took over. Cole Caulfield with twenty five points in twenty one games. So. Um, I think that'll be a game where it, it, it gets into at least six goals and probably more than that. So I, I would be more inclined to, to go with the over there. Another little edge to take a look at as we get ready for this nine-game NHL slate on Tuesday night. That's going to do it for this episode of Best on the Board. For Dom and Kevin, I am Michael Beller saying thank you so much for listening. Good luck, happy betting, and we'll talk to you soon.